All right, fam. Give me about, I'd say about 40 minutes or so. Try and, try and be somewhat quick with this. But uh, actually, if, y- if y'all remember, a uh, week before last, because we had uh, Pastor Thomas alone with us last week. But week before last, I believe that's when uh, God stepped in once again and, and did some awesome things. So I did not quite get to uh, preach <laughs> this this particular uh, this particular message. So uh, so we're in uh, we're in the ne- the next installment of of as it is. That is the uh, the current series that that we're in. As it is theme verse with that. Of course, from the model prayer, our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And an understanding that the original design, the original plan of God, and still the current plan of God, he has not changed. The current plan of God is still that whatever is happening in the in heaven, however life and the culture runs in heaven, that is exactly what we are supposed to be what we are supposed to be seeing in the earth. Heaven was always meant to be the template that was on display. That earth and anyone in the earth is supposed to be able to look at, get my model, and be able to bring that back into the earth and watch it display. Hence why we pray that prayer that on earth as it is in heaven. If it's in heaven, it's supposed to be in the earth, which also means if it's not in heaven, then I should not have to deal with it in the earth. Hmm. Uh, okay, all right. Just trying, trying to test, trying to test you. See, see if you're with me. See if you're with me. Because a lot of times, a lot of times we we just have weariness that hits us within our soul. As as we continue to pursue the promises of God, it it is it can be taxing on us and in being taxing we we won't quite be as aggressive with what it is that we that we know to be true but i have to keep a sense of uh vehement like heat on my faith to know that what god has promised as true is true and says god is not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should within it if he said something then that must mean that there's truth within it so there's something that's happening with me that does not match what it is that the Father is saying. I know that it's not the Father that's at fault. So there's something else that's got, that's got to be getting done. There's something else that I've got to uh, understand. There's something else that perhaps I am missing in, in, my, in my revelation knowledge, in my pursuit, in something that it is that I might not be doing or understanding or just in the process of time just in understanding that in, in his timing, he will cause all things to work and come to pass. So that's, so that's where we are with that. Um, I'm going to invite you to go with me to uh, Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. We're going to uh, spend a few moments. We're going to hit um, I think it's, uh, verses, verses 8 through 12, verses 20 through 28. I also have a few other uh, verses that, that we will be looking at. But um, let's get ready to, to jump into it. Let's pray right quick. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for this time to in your presence, God. Thank you for the many gifts that you've already poured out amongst us, for the blessings that have been poured out among us. Just thank you for opening your presence to us as you have. Now as we are about to embark on this journey in the word, Thank you, God, for strengthening us. The grass withers, the flower fades, but it is your word that stands forever. Talk to us, God, today. Strengthen us, Holy Spirit. Teach us, coach us, challenge us, instruct us. We make space for you. We make space for you. Because you are the master teacher. You knew exactly what you meant when you caused this word to come into existence. And we want to get on the same page so that we can live lives to the absolute full of what it is that you have called us to do and who it is you've called us to be as kingdom citizens. We want to see the fullness of the kingdom within our lifetime. And may every person, everyone joining us online, everyone in the room, everyone who will hear this later, including the one holding the microphone, that we all walk away strengthened and stronger. 
from this time than when, it, when we first began in this moment. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen. 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 Let's go to work. Let's do a little bit. Okay. Genesis uh, chapter 1, starting in verse 8. And God called the firmament heaven, so the evening and the morning were the second day. Verse 9. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together and into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. Okay, verse 10. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, mm -hmm. whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. Verse 12. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself. I need you to remember that phrase. Whose seed is in itself. And also remember, according to its kind. If we, if we see that? And the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Give me verse 20, Tristan, please. Genesis chapter 1 verse 20. All right. Then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance, living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. Next verse. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind. There it is again. And every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, be fruitful, multiply, fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day, 24. Then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind. Cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. God saw that it was good. 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. 28. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Interesting. No other creature got, got that command. And subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, Every living thing that moves on the earth. Most, most people know about it. The uh, story, story of creation. Most, most people know about it, even, even if you don't uh, necessarily subscribe to, uh, subscribe to the Christian faith or subscribe to what it is that, um, that, that we believe in here. Most people understand that. So, so we've got creation. And like I told you, I, I wanted you to keep in mind the every, every seed within itself according to its kind. Everything that was made, God set it in such an order to where it, it was made according to its kind. So everything had a particular kind, had a particular class that it belonged in. Birds have a class in which they belonged in. So they do not belong in the water in the sense of trying to make a life in the water. 
We don't see birds going under going underwater and trying to breathe and trying to live and trying to build nests because that is outside of the kindship that God has called for them to be in. You belong in the heavens. You belong in the air. You nest in trees. You get you have all of that available to you and you take advantage of the earth. So you sticking to your kind means that you don't go in the water like that. Also, we don't see fish trying to fly. We don't see fish trying to make a life outside of the water. We don't see sharks trying to come up uh, on the shores to walk and go and go and be on, on the beaches. We don't see that because that is outside of the kindship of being a creature of the sea. You being a creature of the sea, listen, you function at your greatest by staying in your kind. You function at your height when you stay in your kind. I have built an environment for you already. All you got to do is make sure that you stay within the parameters of that environment, stay within that kindship, and out of the obedience of just flowing out of the kind because the shark don't try and be a shark. He's not in the Atlantic right now trying to remember what it's like to be a shark. The birds outside that are nesting in the trees on the property don't have to have some kind of recollection or take some pill to help them to remember who they are. They function automatically as a bird and rule in the heavens, rule in the sky. Well, there, there is a kind in which man was made. There's a kind in which we have been made. And it, did, and it did not say it. Give me a 26, please. Tristan, Genesis 1, 26. Let's look at it again. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. According to our likeness is the same thing as according to our... So, so, so if that be the case... And let me, let me, let me, back, let me back up for a moment here because I'm, I'm getting cranked up. How, how is this all tying in? Let me lay foundation right quick. In as it is, we are speaking of the kingdom. In, in, this, in this series, which first of all, I need us to recognize and understand that although we are uh, talking about the kingdom in the sense of it being the current series that, that we are discussing and conversating about, I need us to make sure that we do not approach the kingdom as a series. The kingdom of God is not a series. It is a lifestyle. Okay, the kingdom is, is not a church topic. It's a lifestyle. It is the message that Jesus had. Everything that Jesus talked about ties into the kingdom of God. Everything. Everything that he talked about, everything that he did, every action that he had, he had it in the sense of trying to give some kind of picture about the kingdom of God. It is the kingdom that gave him his mission. It is the kingdom that calls him to come. It is getting us back into the kingdom that calls him to, do the, to give the bloodshed on the cross. It was so that sin could be removed so that the presence of the Holy Spirit could come and now reside and now I am a citizen of the kingdom. So in that sense, what we are doing today is trying to understand what kind of people have we, have, we been called, have we been called to be in the sense of being in the kingdom because there is a certain kind of person according to our kind. There is a kind that has been made that the, king, that the kingdom is open up to. And we see right here in 126 that there is a kind that has been made called man. That's where we get the word mankind from. Man is a kind that comes in two models, male and female. Man is the kind. We come in two models. We have the male and we have the female. Neither one are more important than the other. Neither one are more important. There's not one that's up and one that's down. It's, just, it's, two, it's two models of the same kind. And both have to be present so that the full expression of the us that made and created us can be displayed. 
So we, so we cannot, so we cannot uh, will give uh, the, the woman movements into society that, that will give uh, the, the woman kind the greater upper hand and the feminist movement that will say that I don't need a man. Likewise, I cannot be chauvinist in my nature and say that a woman is unnecessary. Both are extremes and both are incorrect and both are unbiblical. We need both present so that we have the full expression of the us and who it is that God has made us to be if we are going to see the fullness of the kingdom displayed. So let us make man according to our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Now, let's check this word out, uh, uh, likeness, right quick. Likeness. Likeness means similitude, resemblance, pattern and fashion. Check that out. Pattern and fashion. So let us make man in our image according to our pattern. According to our fashion. There is a fashion and a pattern in which God sits. I got a pattern, God says. There's a pattern in which I display and when that pattern is seen, people know that's me. There's a pattern to how I do things. There's a pattern to how I construct a life. There's a pattern to how I, there is a pattern in which God moves. God has a pattern. God has a pattern that he displays before us all the time and we can look at it and undeniably call it God. And that same pattern he looked at and as he was looking at it, he looked at man and said, I need man to match this pattern. Man. Not Christians. That doesn't say let us make Christians in our image. Let us make man in our image. So everyone has the divine stamp of in Latin what is called the Imago Dei or the image of God that resides within us, that gives us a seat of advantage over all of the earth and thereby, by according to this verse, I have right to dominate and rule over all things that are in the earth. That is my divine call of being made as a man. That's the divine call that I carry. And see, some of us, we have to be awakened to this because I will let life beat me down so much that I forget this. Or I just use Sunday for me to be reminded that I don't do anything with it Monday through Saturday. I meant to warn you, this, was, this one wasn't going to hurt. It's going to sting a little bit, but just sit there and take it. Sit there and take it. I got you now. You might as well sit there and take it. If I only do something with it on Sunday and I'm getting all of life and all of society trying to push me away from what it is that I have been called and divinely summoned to do, been called as a kingdom citizen to become the dominant culture in the earth. That's, that's my divine calling. Dominate over the fish of the sea. Dominate over the birds of the Dominate over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. That is also encompassing of all situations within the earth. That's encompassing of that because now, I don't think any of us in here are farmers. We might have some farming experience, but none of us have that context within, within our life anymore. So, so he is calling us to have a sense of dominion and dominating and taking the culture of the kingdom and expressing that in the earth and expressing that everywhere that we would go so that the kingdom becomes the dominant culture. Why is that important? Because this is how God did it. In, in Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But prior to that, God still was. God did not start at Genesis 1.1. We did, not God. So God was there. What was he doing? He was still ruling. 
He's a king. That never, cha- that never changes. That has no start to it. Remember, what was this? I think like two or three weeks ago when we established the understanding that existence only is only a reality inside of time. Remember that? Remember we talked about that. Isaiah 66 where he said, uh, you, you try and build me a house, but I cannot get in that stuff because all that I made and all those things exist. All those things exist because they have a time stamp on them. So Genesis 1-1 started time. Time clock starts. Heavens and the earth were created. That gets us started. But prior to that, God was. What was God doing? He was ruling. And in the sense of ruling, he ruled over all things. So he ruled over all things, but obviously had a desire to rule over more. But wanted to rule over it without having to actually physically be there. Hence the creation of earth. I want to create the earth so I will stay in heaven. But I want the same pattern. I want the same pattern that heaven runs by. I want that pattern on the earth. But I'm not going to go there. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make man in my image and according to my pattern according to my likeness when I make them I am going to take them from heaven and put them in the earth and putting them in the earth giving them my pattern they gonna run it just like I run heaven so there's gonna be no difference there's gonna be no difference cause I gave them my pattern made them just like it And in making them just like the pattern, they are going to become the dominant culture. Or in other words, produce heaven on earth. Let it be known that you do not have to wait till you die to experience heaven. That is false. You do not have to wait until you die. You do not have to wait until you cross over and come out of your body. Which moves me to my next thought. That in him making man in the image and according to the likeness. Understand that that the body of a man has not been created yet. But man has been made. Showing us that man is a spirit being. So the true essence of who you are is not your body. It is your spirit. You are a spirit. You possess a soul. Mind, will, and emotions. Pastor Thomas told us about that last week. Mind, will, and emotions. I own that. I have that. But I live in my body. Hence why when I pass away, my body will not be kept. Because I am not my body. When grandmother died, grandmama's gone. What do we mean by that? Her body's sitting right there in the casket, but she is not a body. That's why she's not interacting with us. The, in, the body is the encasement of who it is that she really is. So man is a spirit being that has been made, and this spirit being called man that comes in two models has been made so that he can dominate the earth. Made to dominate. Give me uh, 28, please, Gen- uh, uh, Tristan. Genesis 1, 28. Let's look at that again, and then, and then we'll move forward. Are, are, are we, we understanding this? I'm just trying to make sure we, we, we lay this right. I, I, need, I need the student in you to come out with this. I mean, if you're going to shout, you know, that, that's cool and all, but I need you to learn something today. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, this is talking to, uh, talking to man. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. Have dominion over the fish, the birds, every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay, be fruitful, multiply. One, we, we know that uh, from the physical sense. Increase the population. That's what he was saying. Increase and grow the population because I want more than just two of y'all down there. So you got to grow and increase the population. But also fill the earth not only with people. But because man had been given the assignment of, of having dominion and the way that that was going to happen is to express the culture. What do we mean by culture? Express the norms of the kingdom of heaven within the earth. 
because the only way that God could claim the earth as he is in the sense of a territory as a king, his culture has to be the dominant culture in the place. Anytime a king took over a territory, the way that you knew that it belonged to them is when you showed up in that space, the culture that was around. Hence why the different places that made the, the, the most uh, uh, vibrant and recent kingdom that we know of is the kingdom of Great Britain. Great Britain had different places that they called colonies all throughout the world. And you might not have been in Britain, but you might have gone to one of their colonies. As you go to one of their colonies, that's not the actual physical place on the map that we know as Great Britain. But when I showed up in that particular place, I was within the culture of Great Britain. I'm around the culture that reminds and looks just like as if I was in Great Britain. So I didn't necessarily have to go to Britain to be in Britain. I didn't necessarily have to go to that physical place to, to be able to experience the culture that, th that, this, uh, that this country gives off. As it is with that, so it is within the plan of God. As God has placed something within you, as God has placed his spirit within me to reside within me, wherever I show up, there should be an expression of the culture that I say I come from. There should be an expression of the culture which shows that there's a responsibility and we go, on to, we go in here in weeks to come of responsible citizenship. It's a tragedy for me in malpractice of my citizenship for me not to take full advantage of it and to express it in the way it was intended to be. It is now in our culture to complain. I know it hurt. I know it's not our culture to always talk about what's going wrong. As if a king has not given anything. That's not our culture. And whenever I am operating in a place that's outside of my coat, that is outside of the culture that I claim that I send mixed signals. And in sending mixed signals, there's no way a disciple can be made. Nobody knows who I am, including me. Nobody knows who I am, including me, because the culture signals that I'm sending are so mixed. So I bounce between heaven, come back to the world. Bounce between heaven, come back to the world. And that, that mixture of signals like that puts me in a place to where I'm always terribly frustrated. Frustrated. There are certain things that you cannot do when you go to Britain. You cannot drive on the right side of the road. You as an American go and try that. Getting yourself into a lot of trouble. Because there are certain ethics and certain laws and certain codes that don't translate. It ain't, and, and it's not necessarily that it's wrong. It's just wrong there. It's wrong here. So for, me, for, so for me to try to step into the system of God and come with the culture that I always had and God step in and tell me as a loving father, I love you, but that ain't gonna work here. I love you, but that's, that's not going to work here in this culture. You're not going to take full advantage of this culture and everything that has been packed into this that I put there for you. You're not going to get there keeping yours. Heard a preacher say one time, you can't keep yours and have his too. We can't do that. I can't keep mine. So, so that means I got to lay down the culture that I had at one time and be willing to pick up, be willing to pick up the culture of the kingdom. I have spent so much time on that one scripture. I got like five more. All right. Are we, we, we pulling something out of it? One, one more thing I, I forgot to mention with this because I got to talking on the culture. Feel the earth, subdue it. Feel the earth, subdue it. 
That word subdue means to subject. Subject. In, the ki- in a kingdom, this is what, these, are, these are some things that makes a kingdom a kingdom. In a kingdom, there is no such thing as private ownership. There is no such thing as private ownership in a kingdom. You will not see no trespassing private property signs in a kingdom. Why? Because the king owns everything. Personally. And everyone he owns personally. That's what the term subjects come from. I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. That it's, that, that's not a derogatory term. Because it means being subjected to the king simply means that because he owns, he's going to take care of. Because, because he owns, he's going to, I was told to repeat it. I don't know what I said. Because he owns, because he owns, he's going to take care of. I'm, subject, I'm subjected to the king. And in being subjected to the king, he takes on full responsibility for me and my well-being. And I know that this is a difficult concept for us to wrestle with because we have been brought up in democracy. We've been brought up in democracy. We've been brought, brought up in voting. We've been brought up with the president. But Jesus is not a president. Jesus is a king. Jesus is not a president. There is no debate in Congress when it comes to Jesus. There is no such thing as Congress in the House. and the All of that does not exist with Jesus. Jesus is a king. He establishes a law, and it is what it is. There is no voting. When God said you were forgiven, you were forgiven. There's no debate. No one to debate that with. No court to take that in, and I object. It don't matter. The king said I'm forgiven. And once you've been forgiven, you've been forgiven. Now, where was I going with that? Help me, Holy Ghost. Subdue, thank you, sir. Subdue, subject. So, so, it, so as I am subjected, the Lord, the Lord is going to take care. Now, he told us to do the same thing with the earth. Fill the earth and subject it. Subject the earth. How do I do that? I subject the earth as I live from the space and the posture of expressing the culture of the kingdom everywhere everywhere that you go every time you leave the house every time you are around someone that is an opportunity for expression of the culture to come from you and for there to be another territory takeover Because what's happening when I am interacting with someone is that there is a culture clash that's happening. And we got to see which culture is the dominant culture. Which culture is the dominant one that's going to take over within this sphere. Now, notice that within our culture, it is not a hostile, coup d'etat type of aggression that we operate with. That's not the culture, that's not the the way that we've been called to express this culture. Because that's not the characteristics that we see with the Lord through him speaking truth that was pain parading with people. I see him with a sense of love. I see him speaking truth that was painful for people to hear sometimes. But I see him operating from a place of honor. I see him operating from a place of respect for all people. But I see him not uh, sparing the truth. Even for people's feelings. Called a woman a dog one time. It's pretty, that's pretty harsh. But in her, in her response to what it was that he said, she still got what it was that she was going after. So this is talking about subjecting. Subjecting the earth. So as, as, I, as I in heaven, the Lord says, as I in heaven subjected uh, heaven to me, I want man to have earth subjected to him. There's a cross-reference with this uh, verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 9.27. Give me that, uh, please. So talking about this word subdue, which means to subject. Paul, Paul said it like this. This is the same word. It's Greek, but it's still the same word. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. 
So I disciplined my body, which this hits beautifully on uh, what Pastor Nick's exhorted us with in worship. I disciplined my body, or I die daily, that, that whole mantra. I disciplined my body and bring it <clears throat> into subjection. Bring it into subjection to what? The culture of the kingdom. Paul is saying that every day my body wants to get outside of the culture that I know to be true. Every day it wants to step outside of that. But I discipline, or one translation, I think it's King James, I beat my body into subjection. That means I'm making decisions that I might not want to make and I don't feel like doing it. But I do not let my emotions rule. I have to make sure that the dominant culture with me is always the kingdom. So I'm going to discipline and beat and do whatever I got to do to make sure that my body is within subjection. Because as my body is within subjection, it sends a message to the earth. And it sends a message to everything around me that you have got to align yourself with the dominant culture of the kingdom. So my finances and the job and the kids and everything else that we're trying to get out of line. I have to make sure that it recognizes and it gets the message that the dominant culture of this house is the kingdom. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. No matter how I feel, we serve the Lord. If I'm going to go off what I feel like all the time, I'm going to get nothing done. Nothing. And next year I'll be sitting here in this same seat with the same prayer request, with the same thing going on. Nothing's changed. But then if I'm asked, how was I with my discipline of my body? Disciplining of my thought processes, disciplining of my mind, disciplining how I think, disciplining of the ponderings of my heart. This is where it gets down to the nitty-gritty and being a kingdom citizen. This is, this, is why, this is why Jesus set the mantra of people following him. Check out how he, how he built followers. See, he, he would have been terrible on social media. Because the social, in the social media world where we live, you, you do all things to attract people. Jesus' first statement in trying to gather followers was, unless you can, drink, unless you can eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with me. Then he said, unless you can take up your cross and follow me. So in other words, unless you can go through this sense of hardship and pain, you, you don't want none of this. Yet there was something about that culture that people gave up everything, left everything to follow and, and ended up dying for the cause. And as they're having oil, pour, boiling oil poured on them and horses strapped to each leg and the horses run in each direction and saws coming into their body and cutting them in the two, they were rejoicing because of this dominant culture that they have found that has so consumed them. This is what it is that we're talking about and that we have come to. And once there is a, such a consumption of me in that way everything that I get around can't, can't help but have that culture infected that's the power of what it is that we're talking about here two things are going to happen either they're going to really love you or they're really going to hate you it's the same thing that happened with the Lord people really loved him and would pour out everything they had on his feet or couldn't stand him and was looking for a way to kill him every day. No one could just look at him and say, oh, he cool. Not, be, not being in the presence. Not in the presence of the kingdom. Because of the culture. Because of that culture. And that is what has been made available to us. And we have been called to be the carriers of. Because we are of the God kind. Give me, give me uh, John chapter 1. Let me, jump, let me jump on that right quick. Just give me a few more minutes. A few more minutes. We doing good? Yeah. Give me, let me, let me. The world was made through him and the world didn't. In a little bit more. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. Verse 11. 
He came to his own and his own did not receive him. Verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Is there, yeah, one more verse, 13. Who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of Born of God. Born of God. That which is a bird is bird. I can only make people of this type. My seed will not allow me to make someone of completely African descent. I can't. There is no seed in me that can produce Hispanic. I'm not of that kind. So because of me being the makeup that I am, my seed has no choice but to align itself in that same way. That which is of me will come forth from me. Hence why my children that are running around have a resemblance to me. They're of my kind. That which is of the bird outside, the bird has no choice. When, he lay, when she lays the eggs, what's going to come out is a bird. Then I worry about a lizard coming out of there. It's not her kind. But with the lizard, she lays her eggs, same thing. And so if God had a kind, I'm trying to help you. Man has been made in the kind of God makes us so much closer to him Andre because a lot of times we will we will have this far-fetched idea of God that puts him light years away from us puts him light years away but this God that we have been told for so long is so far away made us in his kind Give, give, me, give me verse 12. Let's read that again. I just love how the word do the work itself. But as many as received him, many as received him, many as were opened up, opened up to what it was that he was giving, opened up to his invitation of the kingdom, opened up to make the exchange with him to where my sin has been exchanged for his righteousness. As many as received him, to them he gave the right. That is a kingdom term. The right. The right. As a citizen, when I invoke a right, it puts me in a place of advantage to where there might be a situation that's happening that if I exercise the right, I no longer have to deal with it. As I, as I, as I do my work and I do my study, k in being a citizen, there's certain things that I might not have to put up with if I know my rights. If I know my rights, I can take those rights into the court of law and have a verdict that is given on my behalf because I am a citizen that is aware of the rights that I have. And to those who received him, he gave them a right to become. To become something. I'm giving you a right to become a part of my family. And in becoming a part of my family, there is a certain right to inheritance that you now have because you're in the family. This one you don't have to work for. This ain't about job. This ain't about overtime. This ain't about you being good. This ain't about behavior modification. This ain't about you getting it all right. This is about the fact that a right has been invoked to you to cause you to become something. God, feel it just a little bit. The right to become the children of God. To those who believe in his name and those same people. Give me verse 13, please, Tristan. We're still talking about those same people. Same people that received him, he gave the right to, 
Now they're children of God. They believed on his name. This is, this is the identity of those people. They're not born of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor of the will of man. So this is not a physical birth. Going back once again to what we talked about, about man being a spirit being. What Jesus came to bring to us and what Jesus came to instill and install was something that was of spiritual effect, which is touching who I really am. That's why I needed it to touch. Because as I get myself right internally and get things on point internally and get myself to the understanding that I'm born of God in my spirit man and I live in that place and I posture myself in that place, keep my faith, come in alignment with that. So no matter how long it takes, remember, it's really literally just a matter of time as I keep myself on the path of recognizing that I am a child of God. I have been made in his image and in his likeness. There is a destiny over my life because of who God has called me to be. And I set myself in that place. Before you know it, everything that is born of God is coming out of me and impacting everything that I touch and causing my life to be elevated. Causing my life to be elevated. And this is, God, I hope you get, I hope you're getting something from it. I hope you're getting something from it. Of who it is that God's called us to be. Who it is that he's called us to be. What it is that we have access to and what has been given to us. So this, so this is what has been given to us in, this, in the sense of everything that God said in the beginning. We recognize, though, that we lost it. We lost, we lost this position, lost this posture. When Adam committed the treason of sin in, in, eating, in eating of the fruit. Give me, give me just a few more minutes. I'm going I'm to I'm wrap this up. Got, got, one, got one more to hit. So Adam commits the, the treason of sin. So we leave the, uh, the, what is called in some circles, the Adamic dominion mandate. The Adamic speaks to, the word Adamic speaks to the human race. Dominion speaks to kingdom influence. And the mandate speaks to the assignment. In other words, as, I said, as we've been talking about already, the dominant culture been called to be the dominant culture on the earth, been called to be the dominant norm. Heaven's norms are called to be the dominant normal norms within the earth. That was supposed to cause everything to flow as it should. When the sin was committed, we lost all of that, awakened to good and evil. Now we got the problem. They hide themselves. Sin has been committed. They're banished from the garden. They're banished from the tree of life so that we don't live in an eternal state like that. And then man develops what is known as religion. Religion has caused more problems than it has solved. Because what religion was, was an attempt to get back what was lost. But in, in the pursuit of it through religious activity... We, we lost the, the essence of what it was that we were called to do. So we turned it into rule keeping. We turned it into good behavior. We turned it into get everything right. We turned it into I'm better than you. We turned it into you are not as, as spiritual as me and you need me in order for you to have your spiritual journey. You need, that, that's what we turned it into. So we turn it into this pecking order style of uh, social club, if you will. And in pursuit of that, we missed everything about the culture that we're supposed to be creating. But first off, we have to get the contact back with the culture that we lost in the first place. So that I can recognize what it is that I'm supposed to be trying to mirror anyway. Isaiah uh, 40, give me uh, Isaiah 45, 18. Just uh, establish, establish this real quick. Let's see if I can, uh, if I can land this plane. Isaiah 45, 18. For thus says the Lord who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is no other. Where I want, where I want to go is with this, uh, who did not cre create it in vain. 
This is talking about God's creation of the earth. So remember, earth has been created as to have the culture of heaven that's made its way to it without God actually physically having to be here because he sent man as the agent who was going to get that done in producing the culture. So this right here just establishes once again that he did not create the earth in vain. He didn't create it with no reason. He created it to be inhabited or in other words to be full. I need it to be full because I need it to be full of the culture that I have. Now, give me... Um, Give me Isaiah uh, 9, 6, and 7. So we, see that, so we see that God created the earth with a reason in mind. He created it not in vain, but created it to be full. Filled it up with, filled it up with his uh, identity. Filled it up with us being made in his image and in his likeness, or after his pattern. As we were made as his pattern, Adam lost that in the sin that he committed. Religion steps in to try and fill the gap but can't do that because what God established in the first place was not a religion. Let us make man and establish a religion. That is not what he said. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness and there was a sense of dominion or in other words, intimate like activity. Adam had to be intimately involved with the earth in order for him to truly fulfill who God called him to be. It was not about religious activity. It was about him flowing out of the essence of who he was as man. That's what it was that was lost. So since that's what it was that was lost, whenever we tried to institute religion to try and get that back, we were coming from the wrong angle. I'm coming from the wrong angle because a religion is not what was lost. This is what was. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. The government. This is a verse that's real popular around Christmas time. Government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace. There will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forevermore. Go back to verse 6. So you, you can always tell what's wrong with a patient by what the doctor prescribes. If I don't necessarily know what's going on with the person, if I look at their medication and have some sense of what the medication does, I can probably kind of tell what it is that's happening with the person. This was the prescription given from God to us. I'm going to send a child. A son is going to be given. And he's coming with something. He's coming with not a religion. He's not coming with Christianity. He's not coming with that. He's coming with a government. Upon his shoulders. And of the increase of that government and peace is going to be a constant extension and a constant moving from that. Showing us that because we lost what we lost, if I just go to heaven, that's not full restoration. Me just making it to heaven off of salvation is not God completely restoring the original idea. Because the original idea was domination in the earth, not getting me to heaven. But there's so many of us that have such an infatuation because I feel so powerless to change what's going on down here that I put all my hope in the by and by. And I put all my hope in tomorrow. And I put all my hope in what it is that's going on there. And that was, that was, and that was the time where uh, uh, a lot of our um, ancestors found great hope in that. And there's an understanding because of the atrocities and different things that they were going on, that were going on within that time, as to how they could find a hope within that. But that is not the true gospel. The true gospel is a domination and a call for you to have dominion within the earth right now and thy kingdom come that will be done now on earth as it is in heaven and invoking the rights that this government that has been given to us, now invoking those rights and causing things to spring forth in your life. Life today.
Because he came to reestablish the government that was lost. And what is a kingdom? The greatest of government. Under a righteous king. Under the right king. Nothing is greater. Nothing is greater because he has sworn to protect all things that belong to him. Which we establish is both the people and the property. That's why there's no private ownership. And we have been called to make sure that that culture, that pattern is expressed in the earth where we dwell, where we have influence. That's why it's so much bigger than me just coming to church. It's so much bigger than that. But that plays a part. Why? Because the church is the educational center of the kingdom. This is where I'm supposed to come and be refilled and have a sense of education given to me about what it is I'm supposed to be doing. Becoming the dominant culture on second shift. Becoming the dominant culture in the office. Becoming the dominant culture in the prison system. Becoming the dominant culture wherever God has planted me because the same spirit that raised him up is within me. But it ain't in me just to stay there. It's not there to be a secret. It's there so that it can get out and infect and impact everywhere I go. The government. The government has been made alive within me. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up, finishing up with that. Let me make sure I get everything. The coming of this government is what is going to correct the separation that the treason of sin caused and the religious ring around that mankind has been in ever since because religion is nothing more than man's attempt to recover intimate connection that was lost. I don't know if you know this, but there's actually a verse in John 17, verses 14 through 16, where Jesus prays for us not to come out of the world. He prayed to the Father, Lord, don't take them out of the world. And what's the one thing that religion has as the apex? Lord, get me out of here. Get me to heaven. I can't wait to go. I can't wait to get to heaven. Oh, when I get there, what a glorious day it'll be. And please hear my heart. I in no way want to dishonor or make fun of the saints of old who have laid the foundation for where we are today. But we have to understand that the original intention of God is still the plan today. It, he didn't change. He didn't change just because I went through a hard time. It still is what it is. And the dominant and what the plan is, is become the dominant culture on earth. And I'm going to give you all the connections that you need. Pray this way. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is. Go ahead, stand to your feet. Get ready to celebrate the Lord. Go ahead, stand to your feet. Get ready to dismiss you. No, I kept you a little low on the day, but I think it was worth it. Amen. Amen. It's been good. It's been good. You've been called to dominate. You've been called to dominate. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Call for that boldness to arise out of you in Jesus' name. Wherever you are and whatever it is you might be facing, let the boldness of the kingdom come alive within you. And there's enough that's been given to me. I have the culture of heaven within me. And everything that has not aligned itself with the culture of heaven, I do not have to accept. And I invoke my right as a kingdom citizen and command for this to change. And we'll watch it come to pass. It's time to express the government, family. So that the hopeless around us can see that there is a hope that we have. Because our king is the greatest of all. There is none greater. Lift your hands. Let me bless you. Father, thank you for this time in your word. Thank you that we've all been strengthened. Thank you for who it is that you've called us to be. And reminding us 
we've been made after your pattern, God. And as we've been made after your pattern, I thank you, Lord, that we're able to live out and express that pattern and watch God-like results come as a result of us living in that way. Bless your people, Lord, as they go forth from this day. Strengthen them, make them strong. Cause something awesome and miraculous to happen in their life this week to where they're forced to give you the glory. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen. Amen. Y'all dismissed. I love you. See you next week.